0: Walmart paying $1.4 billion to buy out Tiger Global's remaining shares of the Indian e-commerce startup Flipkart. Our dear Bosa got the email Tiger sent to investors digs into what it means for the broader fundraising environment for today's TechCheck Debo. Well, Mel, as we often talk about here on TechCheck, the funding and valuation environment for startup, it remains challenged unless, of course, your business is generative AI. We also haven't yet seen tech IPOs come back. So big multi-billion dollar exits, they are harder to come by these days. But Tiger Global has notched one after a rough 2022 in which it saw many of its public and private tech investments decline in value. I was able to obtain an email that Tiger sent to investors telling them that it has sold its remaining stake in Indian e-commerce startup Flipkart, netting them a total of three and a half billion dollars on an $8.6 million Series B investment back in 2009. So that is a very pretty return indeed. And it's also a much needed win for Tiger. But we should also note that this is actually a down round, meaning that it values the startup at a lower price than its last fundraising round, suggesting that late stage valuations, they are still deflating and that fundraising is still tight, not just in traditional venture capital, but also at crossover funds like Tiger, Co2, SoftBank, and in private equity. In its email to investors, though, Tiger writes that it is grateful for the opportunity to invest in Flipkart through the, quote, Early chapters of its growth, early being the key word here, guys. Tiger is typically a late stage investor, meaning that it puts money in at later rounds where there's far less upside or even losses when valuations are coming down like they are right now. Examples include TikTok, Barrett, Parent, ByteDance, and Stripe. These are companies, startups that have proven vulnerable in the current slowdown. So getting in earlier, that may be the new strategy. Tiger reportedly built a quote meaningful ownership position in open AI well before it was valued at $29 billion. That in and of itself, though, raises a new set of questions. Do we get into new bubble-like territory at the earlier stages? Certainly, we've been talking about that. I talked to many VCs about it, whether or not a bubble is building in that early generative AI space. We were seeing companies with little or no revenue get funded at billion-dollar valuations or more. What will likely happen, Deirdre, to some of the other, um, you know, hedge funds who may have made later stage investments? Are we going to see a rush to sort of cash out so they can then recycle that money into earlier stage investments? Yeah, I mean, that that appears to sort of be the strategy, especially, you know, Tiger has a fund that's focused on early stage investments. But as they come down, it's been a rough year and, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. However, when you get maybe the tech IPO window coming back open, maybe there's more exits. But what it really means, Melissa, is that the funding environment is hard. You see Tiger, you see many other crossover funds, private equity funds have trouble raising money at the targets that they have put out there. SoftBank as well. So that is really sort of the immediate effect is less money to play around with. But it goes further at the earlier stages. So you could see more of that happening. Yeah, you mention that the IPO uh, window hasn't really fully opened, just showing hints in that direction. So uh, this uh, sale of this additional stake to Walmart maybe makes sense. But does it also say something about this particular investment having more value to the strategic partner rather than just out on the open market? Absolutely. And you bring up a really good angle of this that I wasn't able to get to. But that is this battle over Indian e-commerce that's happening between Amazon on one side, which is making big strides, has put billions of investments into the Indian e-commerce space, and Flipkart, which now this goes to Walmart. So Walmart is really cementing its stake in the Indian e-commerce company, which really sets off this interesting battle between Walmart and Amazon in India, which you know we spend often talking about these days. This sort of this emerging, really exciting area for companies, particularly in tech, to go into. In today's Tech Check, two big calls we want to highlight Adobe upgraded to overweight, Salesforce hit with the downgrade to equal weight, and they're both by Morgan Stanley. Keith Weiss is the analyst behind those calls. Uh, he is joining us now. Keith, welcome. We appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Which one are you more excited about?
1: Um, always more excited about the upgrades than, than the downgrades. Um, very excited about Adobe and what we're seeing there uh, in terms of their innovation around generative AI. We think there's going to be a lot more product coming from the company um, selling that product into an installed base where you can improve the productivity of that installed base. And if they capture just 2% of that productivity gain, that's our value capture framework. Um, we think that could add two billion dollars in revenues to the stock in their FY '25. That's a pretty exciting um, forecast, uh, way above uh, what consensus is looking for, about seven percent above what consensus is looking for right now, and something that could actually accelerate the overall revenue growth at Adobe. All of that is pretty exciting. Sure.
0: And then maybe the one you know less fun to talk about, but maybe a reality check for Salesforce. What do you see going on there?
1: Yeah, when it comes to Salesforce, I mean, we like the company longer term, but at this point, with a stock up over 70% on a year-to-date basis, what investors really want to see is evidence that they can participate, evidence that their revenue growth is, has the potential of accelerating as well. The problem that we see with Salesforce is really their business model. They have what we call like a large subscription model of where they have three, five-year contracts, annual invoicing. So even when they do get the generative AI product into the marketplace, it's going to take a really long time to see that in their results. Compare that to Adobe. We measure Adobe on something called ARR, annual recurring revenues. As soon as subscribers start signing on, we're going to see that in ARR, and it's going to let investors get more excited about Adobe sooner. Let's go back to Adobe and, and just get you to walk me through, if you don't mind, where Adobe would fit in this new AI universe. In other words, what what will it either help me do or what will AI help it do better? Yeah. So when it comes to Adobe, it really comes down to, it's less so you or I, it's more so the creative professionals. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the men and women out there who are creating content for our websites, for advertising campaigns, for emails. Um, And what Adobe has is a solution they're calling Firefly. It's a generative AI model that enables you to actually create new content um, vis-a-vis text prompts. And this is gonna be a major productivity enhancer for these creative professionals, It's gonna let them start with a much more robust starting image uh, along with what they're trying to kind of put out there, whether it's the advertisement, whether it's the email um, or the uh, Facebook uh, um, campaign or whatnot, Um, it just gives them a head start. And we Mm -hmm. think it could add 20 to 30 percent to the productivity of these creative professionals. Very interesting. So it will enable those creative professionals to do what they do, but do it better, more efficiently, quicker, more creatively. Exactly. Exactly. Like it is, is a simple example. Say I'm I'm a bakery and I want to do a advertising campaign around some new cupcakes that I'm coming out with. Mm-hmm. Rather than having to outsource to a photographer or try to find some stock images, now I could go into their Firefly and say, "Hey, listen, I want a photograph of a cupcake that has Christmas trees on top because it's the holiday season." And the the Firefly, the generative uh, um, AI behind it, is going to well, show make it- me multiple all choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all
0: licensed. As That was their point earlier. They said, we'll cover any legal costs you incur because we license this content from Getty and it's not just scraped off the internet. It's a very fast... Oh, no, no. They,
1: they, they license it from themselves. From themselves. So I'm they sorry. Thank you. Ever. Yeah. So that's a real differentiator is because they can indemnify their end customer. They could tell their customer, we know the source of all these images. You don't have to worry about those long lawsuits over time, which for large companies um, is very important.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Keith, thanks so much. We appreciate it today.